This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. Listen to the podcast at thebigyellowschoolbus.com. We are on location today at Mount Pleasant Middle School of the Visual and Performing Arts. We're going to be talking with students directly about the dance program, theater, bass fishing, robotics. We're going to have a great, fun-filled show today. So let me go ahead and get started. And and I have uh, four students with me right now that I'd like to introduce. I have Madison Blas Perez. Did I say that right, Madison? Yes, sir. Welcome to the show, Madison. Thank you for coming on. And you are a dance student, correct? Yes, sir. Talk to me a little bit about what recently took place with Mount Pleasant Middle School concerning dance. Um, last Friday, the 24th, we had an I Heart Dance Festival. The is, I Heart Dance Festival. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Um, the I Heart Dance Festival is a day where our teacher, Molly Anderson, brings in multiple dance teachers from around Mount, the Mount Pleasant area and around the Murray County area that teach different styles of dance. That sounds cool. Was it held downtown? No, it was actually held during the school day. Here at here at Mount Pleasant Middle School, yes. that sounds exciting. Um, now, did you guys all take a chance, an opportunity to perform? We took, we did a little bit of a performance at the end to showcase what we learned that day. All right, and did you have students from other schools? No, it was only students from our school, just teachers from different places. Teachers from other schools, and were there were there was there judging or anything like mm, that no, going sir. on? No, no judging. And so, what inspired you to do dance, and what do you love about being in dance? What I, love about, what I love about being in dance is that even though many people would probably look at dance and be like, it's something that you really, really have to try for, which is which it is true. To dance, you really have to try for it. But there are also times during dance when it's mostly just a free expression of yourself and you don't really have to think much about it. It's kind of contradicting the ideas of dance, but it's really somewhere where you can just really freely express yourself without having to be judged about anything. That's an amazing analogy of, of why and, and reasons why you love dance. For me, <clears throat> I agree with the expression. Um, I've danced for many years um, to different types of music over the years. I like line dancing. I like um, just free dancing. Um, I've never performed. I've just danced. <clears throat> like at my daughter's wedding, I had a great time. We did a little routine. It was a lot of fun. Um, but what you're doing is... Is it competition dance? No, at the school we don't do competition dance. No competition? It's just dance class. We learn a few choreographies and we put them on as a performance. So you really enjoy it? Yes. And are you really good at it? I believe I am. I like that. I like confidence. You know, when you have confidence in something, you actually will do better at it. So I am so happy to have you on the show. Feel free to chime in if you want to chime in. I'm talking about theater or bass fishing because we're going to be covering that also. So, again, welcome to the show, Madison. And next I want to introduce to our listening audience Miss Miley Mullins. Welcome, Miley. Hi. Miley, you are involved in the theater program here at Mount Pleasant Middle School of the Visual and Performing Arts. Yes, sir. I've been involved with it since I was in fifth grade. And you are currently an eighth grader. Yes, sir. So next year you go to Mount Pleasant High School. 
Mm-hmm. All right. How exciting. Um, tell me a little bit about the theater program here and who teaches it. And I know that I have helped promote things that go on here. Like last year you had a big production going on and mm-hmm. you guys sold tickets for it. It sounded so cool. I couldn't make it, but I heard really great things. Tell us a little bit about the theater program. Um, well, right now we're we're in the middle of um, rehearsal for our play, our spring play. Um, it's called Game of Tiaras. And um, we just finished um, last semester. We did um, one acts for so every theater class because at Mount Pleasant we take like a a class, our visual arts class, um, like during our school day, and um, we each class for like because you get to choose like your elective mm-hmm. like every year, like what class you want to be in and take that for the rest of the year. And his theater class, we all did one X, which is, like, you just do, like, a part of, like, the play. Like, it's not, like, a really, like, long, full-length play. But each of his classes did, like, um, like, a their own, like, individual play, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting because I feel like when everybody gets to, each class gets to, like, come together and be creative about it, you know? Like, they... It sounds really cool. Now, theater here at Mount Pleasant Middle School is taught by who? Mr. Josh Davis. Mr. Josh Davis. Yes, I've received emails from Mr. Davis, and he's always saying, Hey, Jack, if you could get this in the newsletter to let people know. Um, so what is, do you have a production coming up this year that you're getting ready to sell tickets for by chance? Um, we have one in um, it's May 4th through the 7th. Okay. Have, um, what is it going to be? Game of Tiaras. That's right. You mentioned Game of Tiaras. That sounds kind of interesting. Is this um, going to be a drama or comedy? It's more. It's based on Shakespeare's King Lear. Okay, so um, more of a drama. So it's more of a drama, but it's also it's it's Disney princesses, um, Game of or Game of Thrones and. Shakespeare's King Lear all like mixed into one. Oh wow, that sounds kind of <laughs> interesting. Um, so it's more it's like a dramedy. Like we have comedy. It's more based on comedy, I would say. But there's also like there's deaths and stuff going on in it. Ah! But we we do it in like a comedic. Remember, that's just theater. Yeah, <laughs> we do it in like a comedic um, like sort of mindset. That sounds really cool. Again, give the dates so people that are listening can remember. Uh, we have one March 4th, March 6th, and March, March 7th. Okay, you said earlier May. Is it May or May? May, or May, May. excuse me. May 4th, say, if it's coming 7th. March, you're, you're getting ready to do it real <laughs> yeah. quick here. You're still getting ready for this big production of the Tiaras, uh, Battle of the Tiaras? Game of Tiaras. Game of Tiaras. Uh, coming up May 5th. May 5th. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. Not not the fifth. Not the fifth. Fourth and sixth. All right. Uh, We'll make sure we get that online and make sure it's on our uh, Mount Pleasant Middle School Visual and Performing Arts uh, Facebook page. Um, Hopefully you can get it on the website, on the calendar, so people know it's coming. Do you know how much it costs to get in? Um, For adults, it's $5. And then for students that go to, like, any of the elementary school or um, high school, middle school, it's $2. All right, that sounds affordable, and <laughs> we just had some something going on with the microphone. We got that fixed, and your microphone was catching the your 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 hoodie uh, hood um, hat thing was our shirt was catching the uh, microphone. Um, so, what is it you will be doing in the upcoming pl- 
um, play. Are you in this play? Um, yes, sir. I'm. So basically, the play is like it's this king, and he like gives. He's split. He's retiring, and he's giving his. He's gonna like split his kingdom into three different parts between his three daughters, and so they're all like fighting it out. And um, I play Belle, who is. It's Belle, Cinderella, and Ellie. So you're one of the daughters, and you're mm-hmm. Belle. I'm Belle. All right. And how long have you been doing theater now? Um, I've been doing theater since fifth grade. Um, I was actually on here in fifth grade um, for Miss Nelson is Missing. I was Miss Nelson. Oh, cool. Now, is this something you can envision yourself continuing to do as you finish through school and maybe beyond? Um, I definitely think I can see myself doing it because it's like it's a great way to express yourself. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, I feel like with theater, whenever you read like something, multiple people like see it different ways. So it's like a better way to visualize things that like you would read. Yeah, I, I get a, a, a feeling that live productions. We have um, a, a, a theater in Columbia, and I've been a couple times to those. And watching a show live versus reading it or a movie is way better. Yeah, it shows a lot. It shows a lot more emotion, and I feel like people can better get like a sense of how people want to express themselves because you know writing is like a work of art like it's a way people express themselves so. yeah we have some very very good programs in murray county public schools uh, one that comes to mind is spring Hill high school they've done a great job in their theater program uh, mount pleasant middle school obviously is on the cutting edge and doing great things in theater and dance and so many things that's why they call it the visual and performing arts school correct mm-hmm um, it's the only school that actually has that designation here in uh, Murray County Public Schools in their title. And Doc, Mr. Edie is also in the room, and Mr. Edie was saying something to me just now, and I, I didn't quite hear him. And I think he was going to talk a little bit more about the, that designation. <clears throat> Excuse me, yes. Uh, Mount Pleasant Middle School of Visual Performing Arts is a unique, not only to Murray County, but it's also unique in the state of Tennessee. Uh, as a middle school being performing in the arts. There are high schools that uh, focus on that as part of their magnet school designation or things, but this is the only middle school. And Mr. Edie is the principal here at Mount Pleasant Middle School of the Visual and Performing Arts. Thank you for being on the show and, and clarifying that, and we really appreciate it. And you brought these fine students here to be on the show today. Um, I really enjoyed listening to what uh, Madison said about dance and how much she really loved it and not then you have um miley talking about theater and the designation that you guys have what else is going on if you have if you have a moment here before i go on to the bass fishing what else is going on at mount pleasant middle school well yeah this time of the year we have a lot of things going uh both academically athletically with our arts uh we're work i know the art students our visual art students are working on their show which is in uh, um april uh, also, um, our band, we're trying to build up our band program, and they will have a concert uh, in May. And to go along with the bass fishing, the theater arts, and let me tell you, the I Heart Dance uh, was very impressive. Uh, we had multiple community dance schools mm-hmm. that uh, brought their, sent their instructors here to work with our kids. And... Uh, they had a ball. Uh, I went, and matter of fact, Madison is good. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I saw, I saw, I saw her uh, and her group that she was in doing uh, a, a dance, and 
and moving along. And then you go to our theater. Uh, I've gotten glimpses of, of their practices. They even locked me out. So, uh, but she, she, uh, she's very talented as well. So we have a lot of talents that we try to display. Um, most schools, you know, your athletics is is pretty much the showcase of talent in right. your school. But uh, we we work hard trying to uh, give the chance of everyone to perform. And, and Madison said it uh, expressed themselves in a way that they can uh, be successful. And uh, we're very proud of them. I bet you are. So since I have you on the microphone right now, um, let's go ahead and introduce our next guest, uh, Mr. Colton Howell. Colton, welcome to the show. Thanks. And Colton, you are um, in what grade? Seventh. Seventh grader. And you are part of the bass fishing team here at Mount Pleasant Middle School, correct? Yes, sir. So what do you love most about fishing? Uh, The adrenaline. There's adrenaline in fishing, especially when you get that big fish on the line, right? Yes, sir. And I was sharing a story with them earlier that I caught a record fish and gave it away a long time ago when I was a young man and had no idea what I was doing until I seen the gentleman I gave the fish to on the front page of the the newspaper. And I just have to laugh and think back about that. Have you ever caught any big record fish and, and, and that you can recall? Yes, I've caught two. That One was 497 pounds and one was 5 pounds and 56 ounces. 4.97 and 5. 5.56 5.6 pounds and these are large or smallmouth bass largemouth largemouth bass sounds like a big fish do you like eating fish some fish some fish do you like <laughs> eating bass no sir so it's more of a sport for you the bass fishing and i know a lot of guys are like that that's why when i caught that fish i looked at it and said well i'm not gonna eat this thing so i gave it to the gentleman i thought would eat it and, um, of course, I, I made a dire mistake by giving away a champion-sized fish. But um, how did you guys do this year, uh, Colton? We've done pretty good. We've had a top three finish, and we just went to Alabama and had a top two finish, and that puts us into the Nationals. Wow. That is so cool. Mr. Edie, that's got to make you proud that you have a, a sports fishing team like that that is going to the Nationals. Yes, I've learned a lot about bass fishing uh, with this team this year. Um, their uh, Cullen's, I think it's Cullen's mom, um, emails me. And uh, I got an email Sunday afternoon as I was um, doing my Sunday chores mm-hmm. and uh, looked at it. And it was a picture of these two young men uh, holding up their awards they are in advancing to the national tournament which i think is in june in june uh so we're very proud of them um, they represent not only mount pleasant middle school but mount pleasant and murray county very well so uh, we are can't say enough about how proud we are and these are two young you know seventh grade and sixth grade fifth fifth grade fifth excuse grade, me right. fifth grade and uh, so you know i'm just excited because well, let's let's introduce the other half of this team, Mr. Colin Howell. Also a Howell, I believe you told me before the show you guys are related. Yes. Not brothers. No, but you are cousins. Colin Howell, welcome to the show. You got you got to say hi say, or something. Say, we're we're on radio, buddy. We're, you're gonna have to say something. He, he gave me a really cool nod, uh, Colin. I'm so glad you could come to the show. Tell us a little bit of what you like about the uh, bass fishing team here at Mount Pleasant Middle School. Well, I like the drilling. Adrenaline and um, coming out here early and fishing every every Saturday to try to represent our school and 
Murray County. And it sounds like you guys are doing a great job heading to the, the, the finals right now. Now, let me uh, set the stage here a little bit. When you do bass fishing, are you fishing from a dock, from a shore, from a boat? Oh, we're fishing from boats. Okay. And you guys are really good boat drivers? No, sir. His dad, Ted Howell, drives us. Oh, Mr. Howell. Ted Howell drives the boat. I was thinking there's probably a parent involved here. Um, what kind of boat is it? Is it one of those fishing-type boats? We have a Skeeter ZXR 21-foot powered by a Yamaha. Nice. 21-foot. That's a good-sized boat. And is it is it kind of flat so you can move around and do your fishing and you have chairs and stuff? Yeah, it's more flat than skinny. It's not really built for speed, but it's built for mobility. Mobility, right. And how long, both of you guys can answer this question, how long have you enjoyed fishing and when did you first start fishing? I probably started fishing when I was really young, maybe three or four. And I started professionally fishing when I was in second grade. Wow, that's pretty good. And Colin? I started fishing at five, but I actually started progressing bass fishing when I was second grade. All right. So the elementary school didn't have a bass fishing team, so obviously you're learning from your parents and grandparents and such, from yes, family and friends. All right. Um, currently, how many people are on the bass team? I think a little bit over 50. 50 people? 50. Wow. From what school? Different schools or just this school? Uh, not, uh, they got high school. Okay, so it's all around the county. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you two represent Mount Pleasant Middle School? Yes, sir. Good job. It sounds like a fun adventure. Now, you always wear your life jacket, right? Yes, sir. Because you never know mm -hmm. what's happening if somebody has a wake and makes the boat rock or something. Or you catch that monster-sized fish that makes you guys go down, <laughs> down the lake, you know, because it pulls you. Does that ever happen? Close to. Close to. <laughs> I love fishing. Um, I haven't done it in a while, but I did um, when my, my daughters were growing up. I took them and taught them how to fish. Because what's the old saying about you can teach a man to fish? Give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach him to fish, you feed him for a life. Thank you, Mike Lyle. That's a great <laughs> saying because it's something that everybody should learn how to do. You know, it's it's an easy way to catch something that you can actually eat and supply food for your family. Uh, look, here's these competitions uh, that you, you were these uh, earlier competitions qualifying tournaments for the national, or is it is it an invitational situation? Yes, sir. We uh, it's an invitation to the nationals. If you get top ten, then you have a spot in the nationals. Okay, so there is a qualifying uh, and stuff like that. Where where will the nationals be this year? Uh, they haven't told us. Oh, okay, yet. they haven't given you the location on that yet. Okay, I'm I'm curious. Is it, is it typically just a lake that they know bass are in, or is it someplace specific where you know there's going to be some bass to catch? It's specific place. I mean, you don't know if there's bass in there. You just go fishing and try okay. to find fish. So it can be a lake. It can be a channel of lakes and stuff like that. I know last week they were in Normandy. Yes, Normandy, mm -hmm. which is in between Tullahoma, Shelbyville, and uh, Manchester. Okay. And I think they've been, like I said, they've been in Alabama. Uh, I know they go Alabama quite a bit. And so... Uh, it, I've been to Florida. Uh, wow, you get to travel a lot too. <laughs> so uh, they they get travel and that, that's life experience. 
Yeah, well, I want to thank all my guests, Madison, Miley, Colton, and Cullen, and, of course, Mr. Edie for coming on this first part of the Big Yellow School Bus. But I've got to go to break, and so we will be back with some more guests after these words from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. I don't know about you, but I just love doing business with small businesses. You feel appreciated when you walk in, and they know your name. At Caledonian Financial, we try very hard to appreciate our clients. We value everyone, and we reject the idea that you're not worthy of advice if you don't have a certain amount of money. We love our neighbors, all of them. This is Monty Sneed with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. This is Dr. Mike Steele. Tune in to American Steele, a weekly discussion of topics and events related to the challenges in our world. Listen as we examine the path to relevance and truth in our society and culture. You can catch the show on 101.7 WKOM at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Also, we can be found online at WKOM Radio or on Twitter at WKOM WKRM. See you on Sunday. This is Hattie Hedrick, senior basketball player and captain at Santa Fe Unit School. You're listening to WKOM 101.7 FM, coming at you from Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. 
We are on location at Mount Pleasant Middle School of the Visual and Performing Arts. I want to thank our earlier guests, Madison, Miley, Colton, and Cullen. Um, I want to also remind people that there is a spring dance coming up May 12th. Uh, it's a spring dance concert, and then the theater will be performing on May 4th, 6th, and 7th here at Mount Pleasant Middle School. Get your tickets soon, early. Make sure you get a place in the, in the, in the auditorium to catch those shows. Next up on the show, and this one excites me because I'm kind of a nerdy geek kind of guy. I want to be playing with robots and stuff. In fact, I worked in a previous career where I worked all around the big yellow Fanuc robots. But these are very cool robots. I have with us today the Vex Robotics team. I have two gentlemen from Team A and one from Team B. And I have also Miss Audrey Bryant, the teacher of the... Uh, I'm not sure. Audrey, you don't just teach robotics, do you? Right. I guess I would be considered the coach. You're the coach. Yeah, okay. So I'm the STEM teacher here at Mount Pleasant Middle School. But oh, this excellent. is a after-school extracurricular uh, competitive team. So. All right. So science, technology, engineering, and mathematics is what STEM means, folks. So let me go around in the room and introduce you to my guests in the studio or here at the school. First, I have Mr. Baylor Logan, who is a seventh grader. Welcome to the show, Baylor. Hi. How, how are, are you? you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Good. Good. So you must have a passion and a love for robotics. Uh, yes, I do. Are you a designer or a driver or what is it you like doing the most? I really like building. Building the robots? And these robots, and folks, I've got two of them sitting here on the tables here at the school, and they are so complex. They look like Legos on steroids because they, they have arms and, and bells, and they're, 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 they move. Right? So you can control them with a remote control? Uh, yes. That is very cool. And you are, during competition, you're on Team B. No, you're on Team A. Yes. All right. And during competition, what would your role be during competition? During competition, I am driver two. And uh, during uh, competition, we uh, uh, make adjustments if we need and other related things. Like adjustments to the actual robot itself? Yes, or program. Or the programming, okay. So you not only are part of building robots and programming them to do what you want, but also driving them in the arena. I'll call, I'll call it an arena. I've seen things on TV. Um, and the Columbia Daily Herald did a great coverage of your um, competition you had here at Mount Pleasant Middle School. Were you part of that? Uh, yes, sir. Was it fun? It sure was. <laughs> it sure was. Now, let me ask you, do you like robotics like this more than video games? Yes. I can see why. This is hands-on. It's very cool. It's very competitive, right? Yes, very competitive. All right, Baylor, Mr. Baylor Logan, thank you for coming on the show. Let me go ahead and introduce the rest of my guests. Next to Baylor, I have Mr. Cedric Cameron. Welcome, Cedric. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. Oh, you're good. Um, you are also a seventh grader, yes, and sir. you're on Team A with Baylor. Mm -hmm. And what is the role that you take on in your robotics, Vex Robotics? Vex IQ, right? Vex yes. IQ. I keep on interrupting. He's about to say something. And I'm like, Vex IQ Robotics. So I normally do our engineering notebook, which is a notebook where we keep all of our data and what we have 
done on our robot. All right. So are you involved in any of the pre-building like building of the robot? I'm, I'm assuming that during the class you guys all brainstorm and come up with the idea of how you want your robot to be able to perform the functions. Yes, we do. And I really like building, so I help building a, a lot. All right. So in, in front of me here, folks, I have a, a very high-tech-looking robot with a, looks like four wheels, a little chain that drives it. It looks like it has like a little iPod or computer type module sitting on it. Spin it around for me so I can explain that to the folks. Yeah, it has like, oh man, all kinds of gears. It's very cool looking. Now, you brought with you some discs. I see some orange discs. Do you guys throw these discs at targets? No. So what we do is when they get dispensed on the field, they normally go like in front of our robot and we have to move around and we push them underneath this fence which goes in the two-point zone so you have to navigate the discs to a certain location yes sir and that's just one facet of vex robotics and one thing you have to do right yes sir because i seen on one of the videos where you had to actually pick something up and put and put it over a fence that can be our contact arm where it has to go over the fence and hit the contact zone all right so what is it you love the most about this Vex IQ Robotics? Probably how competitive it is because it helps like learn more about competitivity and also like building because I have an eye for building. Mm-hmm. It, you know, folks, it's very eye-catching because they don't just build a gray robot. They add a lot of color elements to it. Um, so it really catches your eye. And I will try to take a video and share it on our Murray County uh, website to give you an idea. We're going to go down to the lab maybe and let you guys do something to give me an idea to share with our listening audience. And they can visit murrayk12.org. I'll put it under the news section, and we'll just kind of give a demonstration. Does that sound like fun? Yeah. Mr. Eady, we got time for that? Yes, sir. All right. If we got the okay from the boss, we're good to go. Thank you, um, Cedric, very much. Let me go ahead and introduce our coach for the VEX Robotics team, um, VEX IQ, Miss Audrey Bryant. Welcome to the show, Audrey. You already chimed in, and so I, I, they heard you. I hadn't introduced you yet. Yeah, though. absolutely. Thanks for having us, Jack. Um, it is great program to be seen, and I think that this is something that I, I don't know if every one of our middle schools does it, but they need to. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that... Um, these kids are learning so much through robotics about problem solving and teamwork and creativity. Um, and it's just ongoing, constant critical thinking. Um, they're solving small problems, big picture problems. Um, but they have to design this robot to do so many different things. As uh, Cedric and Baylor mentioned, the objective of the game is to empty discs from dispensers. And so they first have to design their robot to interact with all those different types of dispensers. Once they've gathered discs out of the dispensers, they then have to launch them into a scoring zone on the other side of the field. Um, and what they call the end game, every VEX IQ game usually has an end game element, is the contact arm. So they will want to launch their contact arm over the fence at the very end and touch down in a contact zone. And then all the discs in that zone get bonus points. So there's a lot That's of... That's kind of explaining the game in, in a yeah. nutshell because I was curious and... and I didn't know what the discs were exactly were for, but they, you push them around and they have an objective, then they have to go across the barrier. Mm -hmm. And then right. once you do that, you do, what do you call the last portion? 
it's usually referred to as the end game. The end and this game. year, the contact arm is the end game. So the so. contact arm has to go out and over a fence and right. touch the ground right. on the other and side. And at no time can your robot cross that fence. So they don't have to take the disc um, to the other side of that fence. They have to create a mechanism to launch them. Um, but they have to stay on the floor. The game is called Slapshot. So they, Slapshot. they have to stay on the floor like hockey pucks, essentially. Is um, this a timed event? It is. So Baylor mentioned that he was driver two for his team. And so there are teamwork matches that consist of one-minute driver control um, where they're on the team with an alliance partner, another robot from another team. Each robot is driven by two drivers. One drives for the first half, the other for the second half. So they have a driver switch in the middle of that one minute. Um, And that's something that all teams have to do. Um, So they do those teamwork matches. And then also throughout the day, they participate in robot skills runs where they are the only robot on the field. There are driver control skills runs where they use their controller that they've programmed with their robot. And there are also programming skills runs where they run their autonomous program and the robot does its own thing that they've programmed it to do. So that's the difference between driving control is one thing, but the programming is something you work with with the driving control. Right, right? yeah. All right. Well, let's not go much farther without introducing our final guest here um, from the uh, VEX IQ Robotics team, Mr. Max White, who is a seventh grader here at Mount Pleasant Middle School of the Visual and Performing Arts. Welcome, Max. Thanks for having me. Max, I know uh, we were getting ready for the show, and you kept fidgeting and fixing and doing something to your robot. You really love this stuff, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, Max has got a very intricate-looking uh, robot. Spin it around for me so I can better explain it. His is gray with a lot of purple accents. Um, its wheels are more spread out, and he's got a huge um, arm on it, right? Now, this is part of the B team, correct? Mm-hmm. So we have the A team robot and the B team robot in the room, and you're the... No. Those, those designations don't mean skill levels or anything they like don't. that. They're we just, just they're yeah. just de- designations for right. different teams. Right. All okay. um, all schools or programs have a team number. Ours is three eight four seven four. Our zip code, mm-hmm. and then each of our teams just takes a letter. Okay. A, a and B. We have A, B, and C this year, and these are the two teams that have qualified for the state. And folks, uh, championship. If, you, if you visit the Mount Pleasant Middle School um, Facebook page, you'll see some of the competition pictures and results on there. Um, I think their uh, Facebook administrator does a good job of making sure that you share information with the community that way. Um, this stuff is amazing. Max, tell me, what is your favorite part about being on a VEX robotics team? Probably the problem solving from like trying something and then you fail and you have to do it again. And fix it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a, a, a great reason to want to be on there. And what do you primarily do the most? Are you a driver? Are you a programmer? Are you a builder? I design a lot. So, like, I can design. I, like, basically will design an idea, and then we'll put it together. All right. And when, when you guys talk programming, and anybody can chime in here, um, what level of programming do you have to use? And is it um, binary? Is it um, basic language? Or is it um, something more advanced? So they use a program called VexCode. Okay. And it incorporates block coding. Okay. Um, but then they can also switch it over to other uh, programming languages from that program. So they are, they're using block, clo- block coding. Um, but they have the ability to create their own blocks. 
um, and things like that. So it can be as simple or as, as advanced as you want it to be. Wow, sounds really cool. One of the first uh, programming languages I year, uh, learned many years ago is just basic programming. And it was basically some very simple commands, and it was it was quite easy to learn. And, and I got really good at it because I ran a program, a software program at where I worked at the time to move a machine around. Similar concept here with this VEX software programming. Now, are you guys all familiar with the programming, all the guys in the room? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Who likes to do programming? I enjoy it, but my other team member's really good at it. So we let him program while like we program with him, but he's like our main programmer. So it takes teamwork to make the dream work, right? right. Mm-hmm. I like that that you enjoy it, but you have a, a subject matter expert on your team that is really good at it, right? Yes. All right. So out of the three guys in the room, who likes to drive? I do. I do. All right. <laughs> Baylor and and Max both like to drive. Mm-hmm. So you said you were on the one of the the team t- the second portion driving right yes in the last competition and i want to share with our listening audience that this team um is going on to collierville tennessee in the very near future in fact if you're listening to this show on the radio they will be there on saturday march 4th because they have advanced to the state championship that's where we add the drum, the big applause on the and the on the cue up the applause, Mike, because that's quite a feat right there. There you go. There we go. He found the applause button. Um, good job, guys. That's that's so impressive to to see people, young young people in middle school, taking on this challenge and actually going so far in this challenge. Um, so I had some uh, other questions I was thinking about asking. How has the game affected the decisions you have made about your robot design? So you know the game, and you know what's the end game, you know, the end part of it with the arm. How has that affected your design? These robots are pretty intricate. So anybody want to chime in? So for, like, what helps us especially move around the game is we have an H drive. So basically it lets us go left and right, so we just don't have to go forward and turn a little bit and that helps us a lot going between the blue which is right here and then the purple which is on this wall so we can h-drive through it it also helps us like h-drive to our yellow dispenser all right so you've added that ability on there so that that helped you in your um design any other thoughts on that yeah i think that that has been a huge thing for them because this field um each year, the Vex IQ game is played on a six foot by eight foot field. And this year, with those scoring zones being on one side of the fence, the field is essentially cut in half. Yeah. And then they've got all those dispensers to maneuver around. Um, and so their H drive has increased their ability to navigate efficiently. Um, they're using Omni wheels, which have the ability to, to go in multi directions. Um, but that H drive, that wheel that drives in the middle, allows them to shift left and right without turning their whole robot. So when you say omni wheels, folks, when they're talking omni wheels, you, you, a typical wheel goes forward and backwards, and these wheels are designed with—I um, don't know what you call that—the little, the black piece there. They're sort designed of rollers, right? Rollers yeah. on the wheels, so the, the the robot can actually pivot to the left or the right. But they have this, uh, when they talk about their H-drive, they have this other wheel here in the middle that's driven by another motor. 
that serves to oh okay so there are actually those five rollers. wheels on this robot and that enables the left the the left and right motion yeah these wheels like you said not only do they move forward and backward from what i can observe they literally can move sideways without yeah. without the vehicle yeah. turning absolutely and that's now this this b team robot does not use an h drive so they they have to manually turn theirs, but they made that choice because they have some other important things that they wanted to fit in the middle. Um, but those Omni wheels do help to reduce the friction when you're trying to make that turn. So, All right, let me ask, what's the most challenging part of the game this season? Probably for the um, for the scoring zones, because you can either like push in discs to the two-point. But like for our robot, we made these shooters that will shoot them to farther scoring points. So you get a hold of the disc on the on the playing field, and you can shoot it. You line it up and aim and shoot it towards a farther target. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Like it's two, three, four, and then one-point zones. And we're working on getting to the four-point zone because that's the most points. Yeah, that's going to get you in that championship winning circle. Yeah, and it's tricky because... Um you know, they've gotten it into the four-point zone, but just this morning, it's shooting a little too far. I think the tension's a little too tight on those rubber bands, and it's hitting the one-point zone. Okay. So, so you got to be accurate to hit right in that four-point zone. So if zone. you go past, you go past the four-point, you drop down to you one. You drop down to yeah, one. So, so there's, there's some uh, okay. risk so, involved. So there, well, there's, and there's also a. a in a sports term, we call it a touch. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a certain touch that you want to hit uh, threshold or, right. or whatever on force. So, curious. well, that's neat. That's curious with the rubber bands. Is that one and done, or is that can be reloaded and shot again? The shooter can be shot multiple times. Like, okay. Like, well, for the Buddhist, there's like a Buddhist dispenser that will like will drop discs. So what we do is we go inside of it and then lift the Buddhist dispenser so that it falls into right into our shooter. And then we just start shooting all the discs out. Oh, okay. So all those discs slide down that ramp, and they fill these sleeves that they've created there. And then each of those has its own shooter attached to it. And Max can show you how they how they yeah, fire. We'll, we'll go ahead and get a, a video of this uh, after we get done with the radio show. Um, what is your current team currently working on with the ro- with your robots? So, we're currently trying to work on four robots is to try to get this more stable and to make sure it doesn't, like, come loose and to make sure when the discs go from the purple onto it that they go directly in front of us. Okay, so yours is um, a little bit different um, setup than the B team. The A team doesn't have the little cylinders to hold it, so... um, I've really, really got to get a video of this and, and share it on MurrayK12.org uh, so people can understand what how cool these robots yeah. are. It's like any other game. you got different strategies That's for right. scoring points. You know, one, I think it looks like they kind of want to bulldoze the points in where these guys want to shoot them. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like layups and, and three-point plays That's right. in basketball. And Good stuff. analogy. Yeah, perfect. Um, you know, we're going to have to take a break, but I don't want you guys to go anywhere. I want you to stick around after the break, and I have a few more questions I'd like to ask. So don't go away. We'll be back with the Robotics Vex IQ team from Mount Pleasant Middle School of Visual and Performing Arts after these words from our sponsor. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. 
so you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Let's talk custom design jewelry. Did you know Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia creates custom design jewelry and has been for over 30 years? From one-of-a-kind engagement rings to wedding bands and so much more. We want each piece to be as unique as you are and create a family heirloom for tomorrow. Call today and make an appointment with one of our designers. And just for calling, you will receive a free 30-minute consultation. Tillis Jewelry, creating custom jewelry proudly in Tennessee. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though, what's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy. He's less stressed. And he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house. He's getting some exercise. And he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health, too. Participating in Tennessee high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast. We are on location at Mount Pleasant Middle School of the Visual and Performing Arts. We've had our dance team, theater team, bass fishing team, and we've been talking most recently with our VEX IQ robotics team with Baylor Logan, Cedric Cameron, Max White, Audrey Bryant. Thanks, guys, for kind of giving our listening audience a little uh, tutorial about what's going on. I do have some questions. When you're working with your team, what skills are you developing that will help you in the future? Who wants to conquer that question? Well, normally, All right, Cedric, you're on. So what helps us, what we develop with our team is 
we all talk together about ideas, so we can form an idea for a team that works best for our robot. That's great teamwork. Um, what has your team accomplished this season that makes you, the rock stars of the robotics team, most proud? Probably the shooter that we've been working on. Because this is the one of the things that we first started on. We were so close now. It's been like almost a whole... Explain that. So basically... We've taken a whole year working on the whole season working on this just to get it to perfect. And you called it the shear, the shooter, the shooter. Okay, all right. I didn't quite hear you right. So the shooter is that item that can get that three or four point range. Yeah, like it basically hits the discs into the point zones. And that involves the rubber bands that I've seen on your robot. That's why I asked if the rubber bands if it was a one and done. Like yes. the rubber band shoots. You know, I played with rubber bands and shot you know, my brother and everything. But um, yeah, I think that's been a real trial and error process. They've been so persistent in their problem solving with that as this team has with other things as well. Um, you know, they, they knew that they wanted to be a push bot and get go for those sure two point zone points. Um, but they've had to incorporate a ramp to help them get the disc where they need to be Very cool. to push the most uh, of them. Jack, if I may ask, sure. going into uh, going into this competition at the beginning of the year, uh, if I understood from our er- earlier uh, interview, you're basically given a motor and a competition. Yeah, you're and, you're, and, and some two and some materials to work with, right? Right. So and they and they build from scratch from there. Right. So every year they release a hero bot design that comes with instruction, build instructions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, teams start with that just to get a feel for the game and um, and a feel for what type of mechanisms they might want to use. But that hero bot is never designed to do the game to the highest degree. So these guys very quickly were like, we're done with the hero bot. <laughs> we're, we're designing our own. So um, take, take the training wheels off. Right. Let's go. <laughs> it's a it's a good place to start, and it kind of opens your eyes to some needs that you'll have. And it's a good robot to build because you never know when you'll be with an alliance partner who's equipped with that robot, and you got to be able to work with it. Um, but yeah, they have a brain, some motors, some sensors, some pieces, and they just have to bring that all together into a, a working that's, robot. That's fascinating. That's it fascinating. sure is. Yeah, you know, I'm going to ask each one of you. Fast. Baylor, what do you enjoy? Why do you enjoy robotics? Uh, because it helps with problem solving and other related things. Great such answer. Such as uh, building and quick decisions. All right. All right, Cedric, same question. Well, mine helps. I like it because it helps me like form, build, and voice my idea more, especially if what my career that I'm currently thinking about. All right, and that'd be a career in technology of some sort. Yes, excellent. And Max, probably like designing because I'm I'm a big fan of like creating stuff and then putting it into action. Yeah, you've said that already on the show. I love that the design portion. And what would you guys like to share with others and that they should know about what others should know about robotics? Audrey. Well, I just think that, you know, it's really rewarding for me to watch as their coach. Um, You know, I'm not able to tell them exactly what to do or to build their robot for them. Um, And so it's really rewarding uh, for me to just see them persist with the problem solving uh, and the trial and error. They have have a lot of determination, and I I love how their strategies have evolved over the season. Um, So I think I think what I would share is that I would love to see more um, more robotics teams in our district, um, you know, and we have two events that we host here at Mount Pleasant Middle School. So those would be 
easy opportunities to attend and participate. Um, and I would just say that if there are any other teachers listening that are interested in getting robotics started at their school, reach out. I'll be glad to help um, because I think this is a, a great opportunity for kids. It is so much fun. Um, and just watching and seeing what you guys do and hearing all the successes you've had. And I wish you great luck in Collier, Collierville. Tennessee on March 4th at the state championship. Go get them, guys. I mean, and and is there any ladies on your teams? We do have some young ladies on our C team. Yeah, some fifth graders. So it's not just the guys. That's right. It's it's for everybody that has an interest in something robotics. And you're going to learn a lot. And you've heard them say what they're learning about this. So let me uh, go to Mr. Edie next. And we we don't have a whole lot of time left, and I'd still like to do some shout-outs today. Mr. Edie, share with our listening audience what the fantastic things that are going on at Mount Pleasant Middle School of the Visual and Performing Arts. Well, this is, as you know, springtime is here. Uh, Your spring athletics are beginning. Uh, We do have uh, our robotics team. We're wishing them all the best of luck this weekend. Uh, We also have our performing arts getting ready for their spring shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a theater uh, performance in May, first week in May. The second week of May is a dance performance. Mm -hmm. And I think the third week of April is the visual arts show. Right. So we, it's it's, it's a busy time. It's a busy time for me, but I enjoy coming and watch these young uh, men and women perform. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I come there to these robotics, I realize that I am not the smartest person in the room. All right. Well, <laughs> I know that's a true statement for me, too. Um, so I'm going to transition right now to shout outs. Okay. But I'm going to go out of order because you're already talking right now. So, Mr. Edie, please give us your shout out on the Big Yellow School Bus. My shout out is to uh, Santa Fe Unit School uh, for their heart compassion and empathy for Moore County High School oh, after the tra- tragedy, tragedy that they had. I am from Moore County, so it really touched me as I w- went to support my classmates and friends and family who were hurting uh, the, the reaction and the, just the love that Santa Fe yeah. showed Moore County. Yeah, my hearts all go out to Moore County and the loss of their our fellow student. All right, um, Mr. Cedric Cameron, you wanted to do a shout-out. Yeah, I would like to shout-out one of our teammates, Eli, because his coding has got us a long way in our skill score. No, that's awesome shout-out. You hear that? All right, Miss Audrey Bryant. I'm going to cheat a little, Jack. i got two shout-outs, but they're real you quick. You go for it. So, uh, first of all, um, you know, this robotics program that we have wouldn't be possible without the help of our local sponsors, and we have several of those. Um, you can follow our Mount Pleasant Robotics on Instagram and Facebook. We we have showcased our sponsors there, but we're incredibly grateful to them, uh, and especially the way that they made it possible for to, us to host two tournaments this and if, year. If someone's interested in sponsoring these young minds in this program, just contact Mount Pleasant Middle School. Absolutely. You All can right. reach out to me. And my second shout-out real quick, I just have to shout-out to my colleague Molly Anderson um, and the hard work that she put into the I Heart Dance Festival here last week. I was able to be down there for just a little bit, and it was just just incredible to see these guest um, instructors come in and our kids were smiling and dancing and moving and you could just see their passion 
on full display, and that was possible because of her hard work. So cool. shout out to Molly. Yeah, we talked about that early in the show. Miss Madison Blas Perez did a great job, and we hear she's a really great dancer, too. She absolutely is. All right, Coach. I'm going to kind of shift gears a little bit. I want to give a shout out to, to Mr. Barry Duke, who is the voice of Central Athletics uh, for WKRM, our sister station. Uh, he's been doing this for uh, quite some time, kind of got – he did it in the late 90s and then kind of got out of it. And we, we talked him, finally talked him back into once he retired from his sales job, talked him back in. And we've had a great uh, great time these last two seasons with him. And uh, unfortunately, our, our broadcast season ended uh, with the basketball. Now we're looking at doing baseball, but, uh, uh, you know, we're still working out some bugs Switches. and all that. Uh, but... Uh, but to to Barry Duke for you know the voice, uh, you know such you a know, smooth voice yes. too, Mr. Barry Duke. Uh, but uh, d- did a great job. He's a great man to work with. I, I had a blast this year. Well, go for that. Great job, Barry Duke. Uh, my shout out is to Mr. Audrey Bryan. Over the years that I've been here in Mount Murray County Public Schools, I've always been able to rely on Audrey, and then I learn about the things she does with these students in the robotics class. So great job, Audrey. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, that's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus on location at Mount Pleasant Middle School of the Visual and Performing Arts. Thank you. Have a great day, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Murray County Volunteer Firefighters are hosting their annual mulch sale fundraiser Saturday, March 4th. Beginning at 8 a.m., locals can drive through Station 12 and purchase black, brown, or red mulch in support of Murray County Fire Volunteer personnel. 
This fundraiser will directly support and equip Murray County volunteer firefighters to serve our community. Join us at 1180 Carter's Creek Pipe on March 4th or visit murraycountyfiretn.org. That's murraycountyfiretn.org. I just want to say that your show is disgusting. Two white men and a white woman attacking a black man who's a Democrat, yet you have no balance to anything that you say. You act like a bunch of Southern You are ridiculous. You're a horrible show. You're a horrible representation of Tennessee. Y'all are disgusting. You're disgusting human beings. And either balance it out with someone who has a half a clue of what they can talk about. You got a bus driver up there acting like he's better than him just because of what? I have no idea what his points are other than what Tucker Carlson told him what to say. Y'all are disgusting human beings. You need to get off the Three Dudes with a View, triggering liberals between Dollywood and Graceland, Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9 a.m., right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. Hey, this is George Plaster, and for the very best 